Hello, and welcome to Worth Repeating, a podcast designed to bring you encouragement, inspiration, and insight through text. Every episode will focus on a specific text, passage, or speech from the past, along with some brief reflections on its value and implications for the present. My name is Todd Williams, and I'll be your reader of these words worth repeating. In this episode, I'll be reading another of my favorite poems, one I memorized a long time ago in high school. It's entitled The Village Blacksmith by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. It was first published in 1840 in the Knickerbocker. I'll be reading this poem of life in its entirety and then making some comments following. The Village Blacksmith by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Under a spreading chestnut tree, the village smithy stands. The smith, a mighty man is he, with large and sinewy hands, and the muscles of his brawny arms are strong as iron bands. His hair is crisp and black and long, his face is like the tan. His brow is wet with honest sweat, he earns whate'er he can, and looks the whole world in the face, for he owes not any man. Week in, week out, from morn till night, you can hear his bellows blow, You can hear him swing his heavy sledge with measured beat and slow, like a sexton ringing the village bell when the evening sun is low. And children coming home from school look in at the open door. They love to see the flaming forge and hear the bellows roar and catch the burning sparks that fly like chaff from a threshing floor. He goes on Sunday to the church and sits among his boys. He hears the parson pray and preach. He hears his daughter's voice singing in the village choir, and it makes his heart rejoice. It sounds to him like her mother's voice, singing in paradise. He needs must think of her once more, how in the grave she lies. And with his hard, rough hand he wipes a tear out of his eyes. Toiling, rejoicing, sorrowing, onward through life he goes. Each morning sees some task begin, each evening sees it close. Something attempted, something done, He's earned a night's repose. Thanks, thanks to thee, my worthy friend, for the lesson thou hast taught. Thus at the flaming forge of life our fortunes must be wrought. Thus on its sounding anvil shaped each burning deed and thought. I have to admit, years ago when my English teacher in high school asked us to memorize this poem, I had difficulty understanding why. And though we were living in a steel town, uh, a village blacksmith was pretty far from our common and shared knowledge. But all these years later, looking back, I can see the relevancy of memorizing this, this poem, and I think I know what Mr. Farmer was up to. What Longfellow captures here is a picture, not just of a character, but a picture of character. He is obviously writing about uh, someone that he knows, someone that has inspired him. Uh, Some have suggested that he's looking back to an ancestor of his um, and that there was also a village smith in his uh, current day that he looked to as an example. And uh, obviously what Longfellow is doing is giving us a very powerful word picture of a steady and stalwart individual whose character is evident to all those around him, who is a pillar in his community. He is not just someone carrying out a trade. He is known to the children who come by his shop. He is known to the congregation with which 
He worships. He is he is present and contributing and uh, an example to those around him. He's an example in the way that he carries out his job and performs his task. He's an example in the way that he cares for his family and takes them to church. And he's an example of enduring hardship. He is a widower, a single father. And Longfellow captures a kind of emotional sensitivity here that we might not expect from a 19th century poem. And thinking about the harder folks that lived a harder way of life. And yet uh, Longfellow gives us a very human take on a very human individual who's carrying out life. Uh, some have suggested that this poem is about balancing work and home and everything else, but I don't think it's about balancing. I think what Longfellow is doing is capturing the lessons taught by this individual that he admires so much and wants us to learn from this example as well. Hard work, self-reliance, yet also a member of a community. Um, someone who is acquainted with pain and suffering but not crippled by it, he presses on. Someone who is not afraid to experience or show emotion but doesn't allow it to... Um, impede his being an example of strength in so many ways. He is like the spreading chestnut tree uh, under whose branches he labors, whose roots are deep and strong and abiding. That's the example that Longfellow captures for us. You know, in the midst of our modern lives and the hardships that we experience and the way that we frame our own situations, it's not a bad thing to look back to examples from the past, to think about this line, toiling, rejoicing, sorrowing, onward through life he goes. Each morning sees some task begin, each evening sees it close. Not a bad way to live life. Longfellow viewed this poem as another psalm of life that followed his earlier poem entitled A Psalm of Life, and uh, makes some pretty profound observations early in his writing career, and for a young man who was paying attention and uh, I'm glad that he captured this for us. These are definitely words worth repeating. Mm-hmm.